Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one. Except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. It's time for Guys of a Certain Age, the podcast that comes in one size, one size only. That's the fun size that's good for all. <laughs> Robbie Koblenz in studio, joined alongside Jay Reed. And on the other side of a couple of tin cans and a piece of string from Parts Unknown. Art Shirley. Art Shirley. <laughs> yeah, that sounded really, really good. So, I mean, that's kind of the Authentic. way. Authentic. Yeah, I almost said red solo cups, but the, the tin can sounds better. Yeah. It's very Millennium Falcon esque. Solo comes yeah. to come. It is the weekend. Yeah, there you yeah. go. But you know, there. Okay, exactly. I just, I just exposed my, <laughs> to my mother. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's the reason he went to that school up north, Mrs. Reed. It was the red solo cups. That's what it was. So you know, they can hold any type of beverage. That's it, true. Yeah, but they're only known Chocolate for one milk. Chocolate milk, right? Yeah. I didn't realize that they actually the that the uh, the lines on there were different. Uh, uh, bar measurements. Really, I didn't know. Yeah. I, I like was the bottom is when a I shot. Yeah. So, what? All right, give it to us. The bottom is the shot. Uh, I'll have to look it up and see. Maybe I'll look that up as we as uh, y'all talk about uh, as we progress through the segment. Yeah. Yes. All right. I'll be back with you in that information. Yeah. There you go. Um, you know, your call is important to us. <laughs> <laughs> please uh, please hold on okay i actually have it now if you'd like oh yeah yes, go please. ahead give it to us okay so the very bottom very bottom slot you know that's there is uh one ounce that's for liquor so okay. you know uh i wish i knew that now but uh <laughs> <laughs> the second line is five ounces that's for wine and you know of course a lot of wine and red solo cups i don't know anybody that drinks wine and then beer is the next uh, mark up, and that's 12 ounces. There, it looks like there's about three or four more lines from there. Again, I don't know that anybody's ever stopped at the 12th ounce there for the beer. So, I, I usually see them pouring to over, poured to overflowing. If, and if wine's going in your red solar cup, it's probably coming out of a box. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't judge. I'm not, <laughs> not that there aren't plenty of good box wines, I'm sure. And if you want to yeah. sponsor us. Watched wine, people. Please let us know. Boy, you know, I've never really paid much attention to those indentations. Yeah, that is uh, that's kind of crazy, man. Yeah. Wow. So, and this is a traditional red solo cup. There's kind of a new square type of red solo cup I've seen, but it just is not the same. So, so the very bottom where it's like an. You know, half an inch just, above the bot, the bottom. Uh, Maybe even a quarter inch. Yeah, it's so just that's not a very, shot. Yeah, okay. that's okay. an ounce of liquor. Yeah, so if you're mixing drinks, I guess you could use it for that. I don't see how that next line is five ounces. Though, if that's only one, that's a yeah. And I'm now it's a trick. <laughs> it's a conspiracy. It is. <laughs> it's only five ounces of wine. Yeah, we we have gone off the rails okay. already. Yeah, uh, this is saying actually the people have read. This is something. So I'm, now I'm looking at this. Uh, Red the solo said that's not true. They're saying if they can coincide with certain measurements, it's purely coincidental. Of course it is. <laughs> yeah. Now I think we've all got to go try this out and see how they measure up. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. oh no pun intended. 
Wow. Okay, so and so there are also you could also use this for the bottom line could be for a pretty solid amount of mouthwash each morning. The also, five ounce which could be alcohol. standard serving of cereal. <laughs> and then the top one would be the amount of water you should drink six times a day, eight times a day. Wow. Okay. So anyway, that's All probably right. more than we wanted to get into. Way way more than uh than you <clears throat> want to get into. I forgot. Yeah. Art, did you do your geek of the week yet? No, you No, didn't. I have not. <laughs> Well, all right, Jay, why don't you do your geek of the week and then we'll come to art and I'll try to come up with one somewhere. Gotcha. Well, I was, I've been watching the, every now and then a new list of movies will come out showing what's coming when, and you know, it's mostly Marvel on my radar, but uh, one of them is, I believe September of this year is Shang-Chi. I don't know if I'm saying that right. It's a Marvel character that I was very unfamiliar with and I'm not even sure that this was on the original list. I'm sure it's been under, um, you know, they've been in production because it's got quite a trailer, but it, it I don't was, remember seeing it on the list. Yeah, it was announced in Marvel Phase 4. Okay. I remember it. Okay. It's Shin-Chi and the uh, Ten Rings. Ten Rings, yeah. yeah. Now, is that is that the same thing as the Ten Rings that the Mandarin had, Art? We are looking at how to pronounce the name of this fiction called Superhero. <laughs> Hello, Art. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I thought I had headphones. Oh, <laughs> 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 that was great. Do you want to hear the rest of it? I mean, you got to tell us how to pronounce it. Sure. How do you say it? Sean Chi. Yes, it is. So, Sean, not so we got the first word wrong. Sean Chi. Sean Chi. Well, we said it like we say it in Mississippi. Shang yeah. Chi. Shang Chi. Yeah. It's like something you get off of a buffet somewhere. So, wow. But it looks like Sorry a good movie. That. I mean, I don't, I don't know much about the character, but having just watched Mortal Kombat on HBO Max, and which I really enjoyed, um, yeah. not knowing anything about Mortal Kombat, I think I will enjoy saying Shang-Chi, uh, not knowing anything about him and his Ten Rings. I just want the man. Are you going to go to the theater and see it, you said? Well, if it comes to the theater, I'm, I mean, unless I'm it sure. comes free on Disney+, Plus, in which case I may <laughs> watch it at yeah. home. But. It'll come to the theater. But you can go and you can grab your, you ask for your tickets you know, authoritatively now, knowing that you know how to pronounce it. <laughs> That's right. And they'll just look at you as like, we're not playing that here, sir. <laughs> That's right. You might need to find that on Netflix. So. Uh-huh. But, but I, it does look good. The trailer does look really good. It does. It looks really great. Good. Yeah. And I have Trish, I have enjoyed that kind of movie. You know, we talked earlier about Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. That sort of movie I enjoy. I don't want to watch it every week, but but mm. uh, the trailer was great. I said Mortal Kombat was great. So I, I, I'm looking forward to it. So that's uh, when's that supposed to come out? September of this year. September of this year. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, all things considered. So excellent, excellent. Uh, all right, Art. Do you have a geek that's not a red solo cup? I, I I do. It's uh, Tom Welling has said that he would play Superman again. Uh, he and Robert Pattinson apparently are, are very good friends, known each other for a long time. Ooh. And uh, he would like to play Superman uh, alongside Robert Pattinson's Batman. Uh, you know, Tom Welling famously played Clark Kent. And how many seasons of Smallville? Eleven. Uh, no, that? it wasn't that many. Um, okay, it, however many seasons it was. Yeah, but. Uh, uh, and uh, they had a bare glimpse of him in the Superman suit. I think it was really uh, just it was the know, last seconds, episode. Yeah, yeah, seconds long in the thing. So hopefully, you know, that would be kind of neat if he had a chance to to play him. Uh, you know, he actually get to play Superman. You know, in a significant role with uh, with that. But, 
Uh, I don't know that that's going to happen. I, I, I would I would not think it's very likely, but it is kind of cool. It's like I said, he and Rob Pattinson, as he calls him, uh, are buddies. Yeah, so you see Clark uh, ripping off his shirt, and you know, very Christopher Reeves. You see the Superman symbol, and then he flies off. Is what you see. Yeah, it was ten seasons of Smallville. Ten okay. seasons. Okay, somebody save me. Uh, season yeah. eleven was was the uh, comic book series. Was the comic book series? Yeah, that's what I think we've talked about that before too. Maybe yeah. that's why I had that. And okay. I, I really, I really enjoyed Smallville. That was especially yeah. the when uh, when Michael Rosenbaum was Lex Luthor, who. Uh, to this day, I, I think he's the best Lex Luthor out uh-huh. there. And uh, um, once he left the show, it, it just wasn't the same. So I think I think Smallville really you know paved the way for a lot of what the, the success that CW is enjoying now with with their stuff, and just kind of made it okay to do superhero CV, uh, series TV again, just the way they approached it. Now, granted, they started out with the no capes policy, which is exactly the opposite of what CW is doing now. But, yeah. uh, you know, so anyway, I think, I think that opened the door for it. You know, I, I noticed too, we haven't talked about, um, <clears throat> Lois and whatever, uh, Superman, Superman and Lois, Lois. Yeah, yeah. in a few yeah. weeks, but I, I, that's on HBO max now. I think. It is. Yeah. Well, it's, it, they took a, they've taken a several week, almost a, almost a month long break that was uh COVID, uh, Related because they they couldn't get the production out, they had to stop production for a while. So I don't think it comes back on until this week, maybe. Oh, okay. Are you still watching it, Art? Yeah, I've watched every episode that's that's been out, and uh, we'll look for. I'll look and see if the new one's out uh, tonight. Um, I I picked up I think episode three or four, and I'm pleased to see the production value. It, everything seems to be at the at the height of the the pilot. It looks. Yeah, great. I think so too. So, um, and the storytelling, I think, is, is 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 staying true. So we'll see how it drops off after the break. Yeah. You know. Well, as long as we if it drops off, it maybe it won't. But you know, it's, I, I thought it was really good. As long as we don't have infinite flashbacks to five years ago, uh, we'll be fine. So yeah, yeah. Poor Arrow. Um, yes. So uh, my geek of the week is a comment that Dave Batista said. Uh, earlier this week as we're recording this and so uh, Batista said he he is under contract to do Drax for Guardians of the Galaxy 3 but he thinks that's the end of the line for Drax at least for him so Hmm. um, you know after James Gunn is done with Guardians he might be done with Dax Drax Fax whatever just the facts ma'am so which would be kind of sad because I I, I love Drax as a character Um, and also, it was real interesting, something else that Batista said. Um, remember when James Gunn was, quote, fired by Marvel? And, he, yeah. and there was the rumors of him doing Suicide Squad. And Batista's like, I am there. You know, I, I will do anything for James Gunn, anything for James Gunn. Well, Batista did not show up in Suicide Squad, the James Gunn version. And what he said was he had a chance to... Um, he had a chance to to do um, uh, Army of the Dead with Zack Snyder over at Netflix, and he told James Gunn, "Sorry, dude, this pays better." And, wow! Yeah, so he said, "Look, it's a chance for me to get in with the guys at Netflix. This pays better, and it's Zack Snyder." So um, apparently, it didn't affect their relationship too much. But this is the guy who was lobbying for DC to pick up Gunn, and it was kind of like, "I'll do whatever he does at DC." Then it's like, "Yeah, it's not yeah. enough money." Yeah, it's yeah, okay. That's so, funny. 
But uh, anyway, so he wants to play Bane too. I understand in terms of DC character, he wants to play Bane. Boy, he would be perfect for Bane. He would be perfect. Yeah, and I think he would talk much better. So then, oh yeah, yeah, I don't think they'll make that same mistake again. Yeah. Anyway, um, speaking of Bane, which means kind of deathy sort of things, you got any Death Watch for us this week? Yeah, uh, I don't know if y'all watched HR Puff and stuff. That may have been before what y'all's time. I what? remember the know? name. I'm trying to think okay. if I actually watched what? it. All right, I've got to Google this. What was this? HR Puffin stuff. It was um, it was a Sid and Marty Croft show. You know, one of the things that has the the, the live. It was a live action show, and you have people in costumes. There, there were several different Sid and Marty Croft shows. This, um, Are this you was, sure this is not an illegal substance? Yeah, HR. That's probably where the name came from. That's I'm probably where the name dragon. came from. I, I, yeah. Okay, I vaguely remember this. Anyway, uh, Billy Hayes, who played Witchy Poo on uh, on that, who was the villain of the piece, uh, died just recently, uh, just a, a few days ago. She was 96 years old. She also did uh, several cartoon voices. Uh, she was in uh, Banana Split's Adventure Hour. She did Bewitched and Weenie the Genie, which I don't remember. The Monkeys and Lidsville, which was another Sid and Marty Croft show where all the characters were were hats or based on hats. Uh, and she was in, I think I've mentioned the Paul in Halloween special before. I think we watched that around Halloween during COVID. And uh, it was just this crazy thing. But he had um, the original Wicked Witch of the West on there and Witchy Poo were both, were both guest stars on that. So. Oh, anyway, funny. she's passed away at 96. And like I said, she did a, a, a Margaret Hamilton who played the, the witch and uh, and she were friends. But uh, uh, and Margaret Hamilton called Witchy Poo the best witch ever, which is, you know, a pretty good deal. That's, that's uh, high she praise. was into Broadway stuff. She did some some other things, too. But uh, anyway, I, I, I couldn't remember if you all uh, uh, had seen that before, if that was a show you watched. But it was kind of a bizarre show. Jack Wilde, who was. Uh, uh, had risen to fame as uh, the Artful Dodger in uh, Oliver, uh, played the lead on that. I think we talked about it a little bit because I botched the name of the little amusement park in the Omni because my brother corrected me later. It was Sid and Marty Croft Land. World instead uh, world. of. Yeah, instead of. I think I called it Hanna-Barbera Land. Um, you did. But uh, yeah, <laughs> so remember. That's, <laughs> we'll play the track. We'll play the track now. <laughs> Well, I'm confessing it. I'm owning up. Yeah, yeah this yeah. ended the the year I was born. So, um, yeah, mm. yeah. Don't it's a shame remember. they don't have reruns or syndication or anything. I, I don't. It, only 17 episodes, according to IMDb. Really? Only good se- grief. Only, 17 maybe there episodes? were some reruns. Yeah. <laughs> only, well, I'm, that's what I'm saying. It, I think it ran. You know, like so many of those things do for years. You know, but. Uh, Anyway, it was a bizarre, very bizarre show. Believe so me. you can get the complete series on Amazon for a hundred and ninety nine dollars. Yeah, so one of those, one of those that obviously is not supported VHS, by yeah. by mass demand. Yeah, yeah, you can get it used for twenty five eighty five. So, yeah. but hurry, there's only one left in stock. I, if if we can find, and it's probably on YouTube somewhere. It'd be well worth watching it just because it is so bizarre. Uh, I remember the theme song and everything. I mean, it was just really good. But anyway, um, it was a little talking flute that, you know, <laughs> it's bizarre stuff. I'm telling you, Puffin stuff, now that you mention it, probably had a very significant meaning to the producers of the show. 
the name. I, I, I'm just. I'm seeing if I can find it on YouTube. Characters created under the influence of see if, <laughs> see if we can hear something. So. Is that it? Yeah, oh yeah. Hey, John Puffin stuff. He's your friend when things get rough. Oh, my goodness. It looked a lot like, I tell you, the characters kind of reminded you of the McDonald's characters, like the Hamburglar right, and, and right. those kind of things. So yeah, bit, I mean, it, it was the same uh, style of of, <clears throat> of, anim, of uh, uh, puppeteering, right? I mean... Well, I mean, it was people in, in cloth costumes. Yeah. It's, it's Barney-esque. And is HR the kid in the boat that we're watching? No, HR, HR was the mayor of... Uh, God, what was it? I can't remember the name of the town. Whatever, whatever land that he, they were in, okay. HR Puff and stuff was the uh, the mayor of that. This <laughs> is community. bizarre. So just yeah. guys, just Google HR Puff and stuff song, and the uh, the first YouTube piece that comes up. Man, it's probably I'm, the opening. It's probably the opening sequence. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, it's the opening yeah. sequence, and then Billy the, gets into the boat, uh-huh. and the storm comes up. Because of witchy poo, yeah, and, and he crash lands, gets marooned on. I cannot remember the name of that. You know uh, where it was. Living but, Island, but that, that was that, on the sail. Oh my goodness, this is just okay. I've got to stop this. I'm going to have nightmares tonight. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. I'm going to have to send you my therapy bill. <laughs> wow, HR puff and stuff. So, all right, that's a good place to stop more ways than one we will be back and talk grilling disasters or i don't know what we're going to talk about we'll figure out what we're going to talk about we'll see you in a second and we're back two guys of a certain age it's just me and jay because art had to leave us because he has to go to lowe's get insulation because i think he's doing the home theater insulation installation thing tomorrow so um you know our thoughts are with you, Art, but our bodies are not because nope. that's going to be itchy. So, nope. I do not like insulation installation. Wow. So, anyway, you said that very well. I did. I did. Uh, I'm I'm hyped Maybe up. We on should a, just stop right now <laughs> on espresso. Yeah, that's and that does it for this week. So, uh, we're it's at the beginning of May as we record this, so it's almost grilling weather. Even though here in the South, grilling weather is kind of twenty four seven, three sixty five. So, but. You know, folks are cleaning off the grill, getting ready to go. So, Jay, let's talk grilling. What do you like to grill the most on your grill? Gosh, well, I, like I should say, what do you like to cook the most? What's your What's your go to? What if you're going to get the grill out? What are you going after? Probably a pork shoulder. However, I actually have a brisket in the in my truck right now, thawing, uh-huh. which is where you know all briskets should be thawed, and <laughs> in, uh, in the back of your truck. So that, we're doing that for. Uh, we're oh, it's Mother's in the back of the truck. It's in the back seat of the truck. Oh, I was going to text Mark the, and say, "Hey, there's <laughs> a brisket in the back of Jay's truck. Free come brisket, s- come steal it." No, I stopped by Welcome Home Beef and got my brisket this afternoon, and it's uh, thawing in the in the back seat. And Mother's doing it for Mother's Day. Got gotcha. you. So I wanted to do something fun for that. I was, you know, went outside. I spent most of last Saturday cleaning up my porch, kind of getting the. The furniture cleaned off because last year, you know, it was we were in full on lockdown kind of thing, and we we spent a lot of time as a family eating outside and doing stuff outside, and so I've kind of I've kind of missed the spring window of doing that. Yeah, but uh, I do want to try to do outside stuff more. So, and I was like, hey, I hadn't done anything on the egg in a while, and 
So I'm going to take on a brisket. We'll see how that goes. So is it a trimmed brisket or not? It trimmed. Is it trimmed? Uh, they trimmed it a little bit. I'll have to do a little bit more trimming, but yeah. it didn't look like it had a lot that I'm, I'm not going to have to mess with it very much. So is it, is it a full brisket or is it a... Uh, it's full. It's so a big old It's got dude. the point and it's got the... Uh, what's the two points? of the? Uh, there's something called the flat, I believe. You've got the flat, then you've got the... What's the other part? Is it called the point? I'm not even sure. This is where I need more. One's got more fat on it than the other, and you trim the fat to make it even so it cooks evenly. So how do you prepare your brisket? Pretty much just put a big big layer of rub on it and uh, put it on the smoker. Wow. So we'll do salt and pepper very liberally and some garlic powder, and that works really well. I like a coffee-infused rub. Oh, so you're making your own rub? I do, yeah. And I don't have like a certain recipe. I've got... I've used something from, I think, Serious Eats before that has coffee in it and a bunch of different spices, paprika, and, of course, the salt and pepper and garlic and all that. So I have some of that left over, and I've got some just some a big jug of barbecue, like an industrial-sized barbecue seasoning. So I'm going to add that together. And I, I, this a, is one a thing. Franken-rub is what you're going to A Franken-rub, yes. Franken-rub. And I take, like, when I go to hotel rooms that have coffee machines, if we don't drink the coffee, <laughs> I bring the coffee packs home. Oh. Oh, that's smart. And I just throw that pack in, you know, because it's, I don't need, I'm probably getting in trouble for this, but I don't need like the most expensive high quality coffee for sure. a rub. No. So I, I bring the free coffee home and well, coffee that I've already paid for. Let me yeah, put it that way. Exactly. And I just keep a stash of that. And whenever I need a, a rub or something, I'll pop one of those up. So are you going to put a flavored coffee or non flavored no, coffee? No, non, non, non. Not so flavored. you don't want a little Southern pecan on there? Or a well, little if it was French that, vanilla. maybe, but I don't want a French vanilla or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> that would be really yucky, wouldn't it? That would be weird. So, all right, so you're going to do a brisket for Mother's Day. You're going to do it on the big green egg. Now, what kind of grill do you have non-smoker? I have a, a Weber gas grill. Okay. And I can't remember the name of the model, but we've got a Weber as well. So It's got an eye. I've got an eye, like a gas eye in the grill as well yeah we've got that we've got a similar model so what's your go-to on that when you you can't you know prep a a shoulder or a or a brisket you know know, of course anything low and slow i'm gonna do on the egg but if i just need to do something quick if i just want to do like sauce smoked sausages i love smoked sausages on the grill Mm. um if i'm doing multiple things especially if i want to in the heat of the summer here if you don't want to do stuff inside i do this mexican corn where I have the uh, ginormous uh, cast iron skillet. Oh, your daughter's calling you. She is. You know, she's famous now. Yeah, she uh, is. Yeah. Um, but we do this like the Mexican corn, like the street corn, but in uh, in a just not on the cob. So, so how do you prepare your Mexican corn? So I do. I get the skillet hot on the grill, um, little oil, and then I drop the whether it's frozen or fresh or whatever. Drop the the kernels on. And so I get a little bit of a char that way. Mm-hmm. So like you would grill the corn if you're doing it by the cob, same, you get the same effect. So it's just uh, you kind of get a little char on there, and then I'll add my crema or sour cream or whatever I've got handy, you know, for the for what would normally be on the outside, and then drop a little cotija cheese in there. Uh, so, what? Cotija. It's the uh, Mexican uh, version of sort of Parmesan. Sure. Cheese. Yeah. And um, and it doesn't really melt. It or has no. It not, does, not completely. No. It, it has a very very high melting point. Right. Like it would it would have to disintegrate. Yeah. I put a little bit in it, and then when I finish making, I put a little bit on top to, sure. to dress it with, and then I usually put some kind of chili powder on top or within it. But lately, I've been using that tahine mm. stuff. It's the yeah. kind of chili lime uh, seasoning. I put a little bit of that in there and then sprinkle a little bit more on top as well and 
you know, I might squeeze some lime on it just depending, but that it turns out really nice that way. Boy, that sounds great. That sounds great. So what's, so you walked us through your rub. So what, what proteins are you going to do on the grill? That's a go-to for you. I, you know, I really haven't used the grill as much since I got the egg. Really? So, uh, yeah. I mean, if I have a, I haven't mastered, uh, you mentioned tech, uh, grilling disasters off my, and I don't, I haven't killed anything really, but I haven't done well with steaks on the egg yet. I haven't figured that out. I just haven't had enough practice. So if I'm going to do a steak, I'll probably do it. If I'm not already doing it on a cast iron skillet inside after sous videing, then I'm going to uh, probably use that a grill for that. You know, I, I did steaks a couple of weeks ago and we need new, we need to redo the inside of our grabber, Grabber, grabber. What's <laughs> that's it? a combination of grill and Weber. In that's one right. Word. That's something from HR Puffin stuff land. <laughs> you know, go get the grabber, Bobby. Uh, so the 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 grease shields that are over mm. the burner are all but gone, and so it is literally an inferno. I was just saying, you get a lot of flame if you got. Boy, I tell you what, it was horrible. I opened it up, and I actually ended singeing the hairs on my arms. It was horrible. Oh gosh. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. Uh, We've got to we've got to redo that. We hardly use the big green egg for anything other than smoking, mm-hmm. low and slow. So, how do you control your big green egg? Not very well. No, it. That's something I'm still working on. But I mean, you just use the top to the top and the bottom vent. Usually, the, my top doesn't change so much, and I'll adjust that bottom vent yeah. to to get it to the temp I want. Which I'm a little nervous about the brisket because I have some things to do, but. 225. You and I have talked before about 225. Know, I don't have the fancy gadgets you have and the cameras to watch my temperature. Yeah, that's gone the way of the dodo. But, so. uh, you know, it's, it, it's pretty reliable. And with the brisket, it takes a while anyway. And I'll probably use the old Texas crutch method. And Sure. Well, know, talk about the Texas crutch. Well, you get it up to a certain temp. I think it's maybe 165 five. or 5. 165, right which is the brisket. Right, and on the We're brisket. Talking. And then um, then you take it out and wrap it in foil. Uh, and that's supposed to help get it over the stall and get it up to about 200, I believe, between 190 and 200 to so, get it to the point where it's jiggly. So 204 is where you're trying to get to. You don't want to take a brisket past 204. So 202, 203, that's where you can still slice it. Now, if you go past that plateau, uh, it's still great meat, mm-hmm. but it becomes shredded. So it's more like pulled brisket at that's that right. point. Well, that's I don't right. mind that. Yeah, too bad. <laughs> I'd rather have that than too tough. So the the thing that uh, we have learned with the big green egg, it's easy to go up. It's impossible to go down. Well, a, a friend of mine described it as trying to turn around the Titanic. <laughs> oh man! One one night, Mark and I we were we were doing a brisket, and it it got up to three hundred. Mm-hmm. And so we're doing everything. We're opening in the top. Mm-hmm. We're pouring water down the sides. You know everything we could, and we salvaged it. But you know. I would prefer to have it around the 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 gauge around two to ten and let it go longer, and then maybe for the past, the last couple of hours you go ahead and then once you crutch it you open up and try to get to two twenty five to two thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you want to smoke a brisket, I, I, brisket is not the first thing I would recommend smoking. Because no, gosh, no. It, it, it takes a little bit of technique and knowledge. The easiest thing to smoke is a Boston Bud. Mm-hmm. 
uh, because you have so much fat on it, it's really difficult to do it wrong. And you can you can spike your temperature on your smoker and your big green egg upward to 275 to 300 and still be fine with the Boston Bud. Again, that, that fat just kind of – it helps mitigate any flare-ups and it just – it you can make it work because you're trying to get to you're trying to get to the point where you're pulling the pork as opposed right. to slicing the pork absolutely and i've done turkeys as well i usually on holidays if we're doing a turkey i'll definitely do it on the egg and i've even spatchcocked it before really yeah so explain what spatchcocking is to our listeners who have no idea they think we're talking german it is basically you cut it down the spine and then flatten it out and so whereas the normal way we cook it, which works, but uh, you can get some uneven cooking of the breast and the thighs and the, and the legs. When you spatchcock it, everything is kind of on the same level and, and cooks a little bit more evenly. And also you get a nice crust if you do, depending on how you do it, you get a nice crispy skin as well. So do you put the uh, skin side up or skin side down when you spatchcock it? Skin side up, I believe. I believe so too. And so spatchcocking is usually done with chickens or hens. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a little bit easier to do that way. Man, you've got to have a big, big green egg to spatchcock. Yeah, I've got an XL. I think that's what we have as well. I was talked into an XL. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, you supersized your big green egg. You're going to want to have parties and you're going to want more space. There you go. There you go. But Big green egg is still, I, I, I think the, I mean, there's Komodo, there's a variety of others, but the big green egg is still the, the top of the line for a ceramic smoker. Something else that I've done that I really enjoy doing with the egg is, is wings. And I've got a, I've got a, it's more or less a, a drumstick rack, but works yeah. just as well for, for wings. I I bought one when I first got the egg and then I got a second one cause you can only do a dozen wings on one rack. Sure. So, so, um, but they, they come out almost like they've been in the fryer with crispy. Sure. But you get that smoky too. And you can, you know, you can put whatever rub or whatever um whatever sauce you sauce want. you want on there. Yeah. And usually I'll do two or three different things just for fun and and then I love them. I mean, so my favorite way. Uh two brothers smoke meats located here in Startville. They um they smoke their wings and they'll they'll do a flash fry, right. you know, to get them hot, but man, their smoked wings are unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So and you don't need a sauce, even though I love their sauce. Right. So. I mean if you just got a good little, you know, even if it's just salt and pepper or a little simple rub the sauce is optional for sure so let's walk let's walk folks through since this has turned into a smoking episode with no cigarettes or cigars around hr um, puff and stuff yeah hr puff and stuff thank you all right so let's walk through somebody smoking a um smoking a pork butt on a big green egg if you want to try this now you can do this with your regular grill it's just a lot more difficult um but the principles are the same so um you can get a boston butt or a pork shoulder. I like Boston butt a lot. Usually you can get them in a two pack at the store. You take that home and you, you rub it. And we're not talking about caressing it. We're talking about you're putting on a, um, a, a spice mixture. So what, what's usually on your, what, what do you, same thing. I have my rub is, is the go-to standard. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So we'll do uh, salt, pepper. I like brown sugar in my yes. pork rub. Yes, I do. Um, because it it lends it helps for the uh, the bark and for those of you guys playing along at home the bark is the charred exterior of the meat it's the crunch and I love bark I absolutely mm-hmm. love bark so you have that that brown sugar in there with the spices and it adds a little sweetness to it um, 
So you, you liberally douse that, you put it on your smoker, and you want to get your temperature to oh, 275, 250, 275. Um, and, you know, again, the whole idea, two, two things you need to remember, low and slow, get you where you need to go. And then if you're looking, it ain't cooking. So resist the, the, the urge to pull up the top and look at it every hour. Um, so when you smoke a Boston butt, do you use any sort of, of spritz on, any sort of spray on? I've seen a lot of recipes that recommend that, but I've never really done it. For the reason that you said, I just don't want to open that top as often as you would need to spritz it. So we'll spritz it every two hours, and it's uh, we'll use a one-to-one mixture of uh, apple juice mm-hmm. and apple cider vinegar. And what does that do exactly? Well, it, it adds a nice little tartness to the outside layer of that bark, uh-huh. and it also keeps it a little bit moisture. So okay. um, I love apple cider vinegar on pork as a spritz, and we'll just get a um, – We'll just get a, a, a spray bottle uh, that's been sanitized, obviously. Now, the one of the things is with that spray bottle with your spritz, you may think, oh, I'm going to drop in spices or whatnot. Don't do it because it's going to clog the head of the, the spray, spray head. Bottle. So, um, you know, resist that. But every every couple of hours, I would let it get to um, I'd let it get to temperature. I would, you know, let it go for six or eight hours maybe. Then as you're getting to, to the back in the back half of the smoke, Maybe every hour and a half or so, you're going to sit there um, and spritz it. And you, you're you trying to get to 200 to 205 right. with the pork. Um, and Is that pretty much you can get your uh, temp back to where you want it? With? Yeah. So if you're going hot, if you're going hot versus going at 225, if you're going closer to 300 on the big green egg, you know, you've got more thermal mass with um, – with the the ceramic sides of the big green egg and it's going to hold that temperature so um you know you've got to make sure you've got plenty of charcoal in that big green egg uh because there's nothing worse than running out of charcoal two-thirds of the way through a smoke but you know leave it on for you know eight to ten hours somewhere in there and just just keep an eye on it the last last couple three hours so it doesn't overcook um because you you want to make sure it doesn't get too dry. I hate dry pork. Yeah. Um, so. And are you looking for it to reach that temperature? I, yeah. And then once you've reached that that ideal temperature, you pull it, or yeah, or so, does it need to sit at that? So what we'll do, we'll grab it at that ideal temperature. We'll poke it a couple places, somewhere in that two hundred four, two hundred five range. Even if it goes to two ten, we're fine as long as it's been you know a eight to ten hour smoke. Mm-hmm. We'll wrap it. And then we will put it in a ice chest. Um, yeah, I've done that too, and I'll probably do that with the brisket. And so I, that's a that's a step that most folks. It, it's the same thing as letting a steak rest. Mm-hmm. So after you grill a steak, you just don't want to cut into it. You want it to rest, let the juices kind of redistribute. We'll let the thing rest for a half an hour, um, wrapped in in tin foil. And um, put it a in towel. a towel. Do you put a towel around it? I've Sometimes, done that too. Yeah, we've done that. Depends if I've got a towel that I want to ruin. But you don't care about yeah. it, right? So, it will get dirty. It will. It absolutely will. Um, and so then you pull it out and then you shred it. I mean, that's to me, that's the only way really to do a smoked Boston butt is mm-hmm. to shred it. Um, and then, so what's your go-to sauce for, for Boston butt? I'm a believer in if it needs sauce – there's something wrong with what you've done. So Ooh. I prefer to just eat it as is. If you've so, got a good rub. Jay, Jay Reed just threw every barbecue joint in America under the bus. Here's who I threw under the bus. I threw the joints under the bus that send barbecue to my table with sauce 
already soaking the meat. Sure. For sure. No, I, I like a little bit of sauce. I'll take a few bites. I, I like a variety of bites. So I'm going to eat some without any sauce, and I'm going to eat some with – I like all sauces, honestly. Sure. I've lived in North Carolina, so I have – I got real familiar with, you know, like, with the uh, western side is more the tomato base. Eastern yeah. side is more the vinegar base. I love the vinegar base. I like them both. Yeah. And I like South Carolina's sort of gold mustard-based yeah. sauce. Now, Alabama's white sauce is more for chicken, that sort of thing, but yeah. I do like that even on, on a lot of things. So I like them all. I don't like really spicy sauces. Do you like more sweet? I do like sweet, yeah. yeah. I don't want it to be too sweet, to, you know, just to be so sweet that it's like, you know, candy. But yeah. Um, but I do like a little brown sugar molasses or something in there. I haven't played with making my own yeah, but that's kind of on my bucket list. So I, you really, I don't think you really had good smoked barbecue pork until you had a Boston butt that is a half hour or an hour off of a smoker, because so many times it, you can get really good barbecue pork, you know, at, at restaurants and whatnot. And I'm not throwing, I'm not throwing them under the bus like Jay, but it really, it really changed my. Um, thought of the how good smoked pork can be because a lot of places again based upon mass consumption there's several barbecue joints they're going to smoke here in town they're going to smoke in the morning prep for the lunch rush or the dinner rush and they'll smoke uh, rush and they'll they'll smoke through the day but sometimes you end up with a a pork shredded pork that had been smoked maybe six hours eight hours previous Mm -hmm. Uh, that was just succulent coming off, but it has been stored safely, but it'll be reactivated with in a, in a water bath or a sauce. It'll be and then microwaved maybe, or it will be heated. It will be a, a second heating, mm-hmm. and it's just not as good. No, um, and in, in some cases, that's where the that's where the sauce becomes the the signature taste mm-hmm. of it, um, but. You know, until you do a pork butt yourself on a grill or a smoker and then get it, you know, after you've done, let it rest for 30, 45 minutes and then just eat into it. Man, that is the. Um, that's oh, I mean, I will say there there's we won't name names, but there's a couple of places in town that I used to even when we lived overseas, my parents would send me bottles of the sauce to to have so i do enjoy the sauce well i yeah it, we're talking a little dewy with their sauce their sauce is fabulous mm-hmm. so yeah i love that and um petty's is closed now i enjoyed their sauce too so i mean there's there's several places around like i don't really i've had some bad sauces i mean yeah. people that have supposedly that are supposedly famous that you know i didn't like the sauce but sure. um but around here i'm i'm pretty happy with the local folks a little dewy uh great barbecue joint but i tell you their fried catfish is fabulous <laughs> and and uh and their their pull their their smoked pork is great their their brisket's good but their catfish and and their sauce is is just i mean it's i think their sauce is world class that's what they have made their name on um, it is an amazing barbecue sauce, but yeah, and there's some there's something to be said for places that maybe try to do too much. You know, they're a barbecue yeah. joint, but they they overexpand. But I will agree with you that they've somehow managed to 
keep the barbecue good and man it, master the catfish. And I will tell you, the Dewey on the Stick, their their own sausage that they do there is fabulous. So you get that grilled man Dewey. It's a barbecue grilled sausage mm-hmm. on a stick. It's it's excellent. It's been so. a while since I've had one of those, but now I'm getting hungry. Oh man, I'm getting hungry too. So, but I, we would encourage you guys if you want to get into smoking, the easiest thing to do is to do do a Boston butt, a pork product. Uh, there are a million YouTube channels out there that will tell you how to do it, but it's really hard to mess one up. It's a good way to get into it. It's a fairly inexpensive cut of meat, mm-hmm. and um, you know you get a, you get a good rub on it. You get long smoke on it, and um, you know it's done when that with the Boston butt. You've got that shoulder bone in there. Mm-hmm. You know it's done when you you reach in. Now, you want to have gloves on because it's going to be hot. If you can move that bone in there and Mm -hmm. it starts to come out, you are are done. And I think I probably botched the name of this. Our our friend Wes told me the – that little bit of meat that's kind of in the curve of that yeah. bone. He calls it the money something or yeah. the, the money. Anyway, that's that's the best meat right there. It's great. It's great. Oh, man. It is almost supper time as we record this. I think I'm going to get a bite to eat. How about you, Jay? Sounds like a good plan. All right. Thanks, guys, for joining us. And we will see you sometime next week. <laughs> <laughs>